Boy, how beautiful that was, Brother Jerry. Praise God for the child of God. We're going home. We're going home. I've said it uh, many times before, but it's hard. It's hard when you are doing a service, a funeral service, or I say a celebration service for the child of God. It's hard to be sad. I mean, it really is. I may be foreign to some, but listen, if you're saved, well, you ought to be looking for home, ready to go home. Amen. We are uh, going to pick back up in our uh, place tonight where we were this morning. And praise God that you're back tonight as we uh, move a little bit further along. So if you would find your place in Genesis chapter number uh, 29, I still got verse 13 through 20 up there and didn't uh, fix that, but Brother Greg was gracious enough to put part two on there. How about that? So uh, we'll pick up in verse number 20 and well, we'll just see what God does tonight and how far God takes us. That's where we need to be anyway. Amen. Picking up in verse number uh, 20 of chapter number 29. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to him, and he went into her. Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah, his maid for a handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week. And he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel, his daughter, Bilhah, his handmaid, to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord had looked upon my affliction, and therefore my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also, and she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Now this time with my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, and left bearing. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, I thank you, God, for this day that you've given us. God, I do thank you, God, for the stirring of our hearts, God. 
God, I'm so glad to know that when we go before you, God, we open up our hearts, God, to you. And God, surrender ourselves. God, you move. God, you stir. And God, I thank you for that. God, I know that you don't have to meet with us. God, you choose to. So God, I thank you. God, I ask now as we continue, God, in this text, God, your precious holy word, God, God, that you continue to show us, God, furthermore, what you'd have us to have, God. God, I pray you grow us. God, I pray you strengthen us for the journey that lies ahead. God, knowing that you've got a plan all the way. Oh, God, you got a wonderful plan. God, I thank you that we're just, God, able to be a part of it. God, we give you praise tonight. God, we give you thanks. God, I pray now that, God, you're in full control. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. As we can continue in the text tonight, there's a lot given in what is read. And uh, what many may see about uh, concerning this history, uh, many of you know the story, but I pray, as you saw this morning, there's a lot of depth here to this story. This is just not an ordinary story. No story in the Bible is an ordinary story. It's his history. Uh, did you notice the names that were born? Uh, folks, it matters. Names matter in the Bible. It's telling a story for you and I today. Yes, you might say it was many years ago, praise God it was, but it's still applicable today, today. We've just got to dig in and look at it and see what God's got for us. But now we see here that Jacob has served the seven years. Praise God, he was faithful to serve the seven years. Boy, what a love on display. We talked about the love that he had and the love that we ought to have, Amen. The love for Christ that we are to have. But we see he served his seven years and now he's ready to move on, right? He's ready to take her as his wife. I mean, I don't think anybody had to count the days for him. You think there was a bean counter that he had counting them days? No, I guarantee. Listen, I, I say I guarantee. I don't know, but I'm just imagining that he was counting every moment. He was counting every day looking forward to his bride. And looking forward to what uh, God had in store for him. And man, what a, uh, what a surprise he came across. What does he say? Give me my wife for my days are fulfilled. What does he say? I did what I was supposed to do. You know, I read that, Brother Steve, and sometimes I think we find ourselves in a place where we're told what to do, and we do it. That's good. I mean, come on now. God tell you to do something and you do it, right? That is a good place to be in, amen? Yes. But yet when you get in, things still don't turn out like you think they ought to. I got to be honest with you. If I was Jacob, I wouldn't feel like things turned out like they was ought to. I mean, really, come on, folks. Why, he gets the surprise of his life. Set the stage a little bit. Just go with your sanctified imaginations a little bit, okay? Now, I ain't saying this is wrote anywhere in the gospel, but I, I can just imagine how this thing took place, all right? Will y'all give me the liberty of that? I can just imagine that she had that veil covering her face pretty good. How many of you know Laban had a plan? 
Well, sure he did. He executed one, right? Sure he had a plan. But I can just imagine that veil covering her face and her being covered up real good. And hey, we're told that it happened in the evening. I can imagine it being real dark. Uh, oh, Jacob, he's so excited. He, I mean, who, how many of you have been excited? You, you achieved what you were supposed to do. <laughs> Brother Steve knows where I'm going. How, how many of you have been there? Hey, you achieved what, what God told you to do. But you all excited about what's next, right? I mean, here's old Jacob. He's ready, to, he's ready to, to latch on and take his bride. And we won't go into all the detail, but I know he had to be excited. Amen? Oh, come on, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> my, my, my. But you can just imagine the excitement. And she's all covered up. Laban, boy, he's... Boy, he's in the family line, ain't he? That's about all I can say about that. <laughs> he's in the family line. Boy, they got a way of doing that to each other, don't they? Uh, so he got that veil on. It's in evening time. It's getting dark. Oh, Jacob, he's so excited he can't see anything. And the next thing he knows, they have the ceremony. And by the time they go in and thank everybody for being there, because we love to do that, right, and open presents and all those things right now, we're just using our imagination. You can just imagine old Laban's got Leah going up to the room, to the quarters for the night. And it's dark. Jacob goes up there too, right? They consummate the marriage. Y'all know what that means? Okay, all right. And old Jacob wakes up. And it sure ain't what Jacob thought. Brother Keith, he, he ended up with tender eyes. Huh? Can you just imagine? Now, y'all laughing tonight. Come on now. huh? I mean, here is Jacob. He wakes up, looks over, and there's old tender eyes. I didn't say tender eyes like the meat. I'm talking about tender eyes like she might have been cross-eyed or something. I don't know. I mean, I, Listen, I... I don't know, I, you know, we're using our sanctified imagination tonight, all right? <laughs> Think about this. We can laugh about that. It probably wasn't funny to Jacob, though, was it? No, here he is, he's done labored for seven years. How many of you has done the job you were supposed to do, huh? How many of y'all got a job, huh? Probably just about everybody in here has worked at some point in time in their life. I hope so anyway, if you've ate, right? Oh, yeah. And how would you feel if you did the task at hand and ended up with your check at the end of the week and it wasn't quite what it was talked about, it was supposed to be? Yeah. Boy, that would get a hold of you, won't it? Oh, goodness, look at y'all feisty tonight, man, huh? <laughs> That'd get you upset, won't it? Huh? Yeah. Then we can put ourselves in the perspective here of how Jacob might have felt. Seven long years dreaming about Rachel, dreaming about what was to be, and he wakes up and there's tender eyes. <laughs> and what's the first thing he does? Huh? Well, I know what he does next. He goes to Laban. He goes to Laban and he wants to know what in the world has happened here. Huh? Now, I'm paraphrasing here. But we can go to the Word of God here. 
Verse 25, And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Oh, can you imagine the disappointment? Can you, can you imagine how he felt his heart just ripped out of his chest? Everything he's been looking for. I mean, this is the woman he's loved so much that what was years seemed like days. He loved her so much. Heartbroken, torn apart. And then you got to wonder if he thought back to how maybe Isaac felt. Well, it's quiet in here tonight. That he thought back to how Isaac felt. Maybe how Esau felt. Hmm? When they were deceived and they were lied to. Now I told you this morning that God can still have a plan because He's God and He makes a way. But sometimes I think God allows things to come back around so we can just know how others might feel. You may disagree with me tonight, and that's okay. But we are to consider our actions with other people. We are to consider how we act with other people. We are to consider the things that we say, the speech that comes out of our mouth, the steps that we take, the walk of our life. Folks, it matters. You don't know where somebody else is. You might say, now what's that got to do with Jacob and Esau? Listen, he does... He deceived and he lied. Now I know his mother had a big part in that. She fed that, bred that, had a plan for that. But I believe in those moments he probably was looking back at the pain and the heartbreak that he brought to other people. God help us. Can I tell you tonight that circumstances and situations ain't always going to be what we think they ought to be? There's going <clears> to... <throat> There's going to be times in your life, whether it be ministry, whether it be on the job, whether it be whatever. God, You know God's got a plan for your job. God's got a plan for the ministry. God's got a plan for every facet of our lives, our family relationships, everything. God has a plan. See, I think sometimes we think God's plan is only in the church house. Oh, how narrow-sighted that is. Oh, he's got a plan for every facet of our life, folks. And there's going to be times when we do exactly what uh, God has called us to do. And we're going to be in that place of joy and that place of excitement. And everything around us is going to crash down because we're going to be lied to. You didn't come here to hear that tonight, I guess. I don't enjoy saying it either. But there's going to be a time you're going to be lied to. There's going to be a time you're going to be deceived. There's going to be time you're sold a, a bill of goods and it ain't going to be the bill of goods you thought it was. And I'll tell you, in the life of a Christian, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to realize who you're following. Who you're following. Let, let, let me tell you something. There's not a person in here that I'm sure has not let down somebody else at some time in their life. Yes. And you know what we could do? We could all just get upset and disappointed and quit. We could. I'm right? The option's there. You do have a free will. I mean, you do have a choice of whether you're going to stick to the stuff or you're going to run and hide. 
I mean, really, if we, were, if we were serious about it tonight, we'd have to say there's probably somebody in a church around this world that's a part of the body of Christ, but they're sitting at home tonight. Oh, not because the church isn't having church, but because they've been hurt and offended. Huh? I'm, I'm serious tonight. What am I telling you this? You know, I pray about this, and I just feel like God is growing us just a step further. What am I telling you? Congratulations, you're going to be disappointed. Let me just give you a simple one. And don't laugh, Ken. I told Ken last Sunday. Oh, here's the confessions of the preacher. Y'all ready? Ken knows where I'm going. I told Ken last Sunday, I said, Monday or Tuesday, I'm going to get that hubcap on that van because I'm tired of riding by here and it ain't got no hubcap. Now, y'all think that's a little thing probably. Hmm? The van still ain't got no hubcap, y'all. Huh? The van still ain't got no hubcap. And I'll be honest with you, I got busy this past week. But what a sorry excuse that is. I got busy... And I was doing a lot of running around. <laughs> Boy, we can find plenty of things to run around and do. Amen? Huh? Right? And I walked in this morning, and it hit me, and it was like all over me when I saw my dear brother. Oh, y'all looking at me like y'all ain't never had nothing like this before. My, 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 my. And I'm going to tell you what I had to do. I had to pray about that thing because I said, you know what? I just failed my brother. Now you say, come on now, over a hubcap. Come on now, over a hubcap. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Now y'all can look at me tonight. Huh? James Allen, what you going to laugh about it for? You're the reason why we ain't got the hubcap. <laughs> Here I am trying to go get a hubcap that he lost. I tell you what, we better move on. <laughs> what am I telling you? There's always going to be somebody disappoint you, let you down, folks. You look right here, I'll let you down. You put me on a pedestal and I'll fall all the way to the ground. And so will you. And so will you. Folks, we're in this together. We're in this together. Oh, God, help us. We've got to be strong enough in the Lord. Listen, that when all the chips fall and they don't fall the way we want them to, that we're still going to stand. We've got to realize who we're following. Who are you following? Who are you following? Oh, how easy it would have been for Jacob maybe to pull a sword out on old Laban and just slay him in anger. Don't tell me that that don't happen. It happens every day. Huh? Oh, but to continue on. You know what I see here is that Jacob has grown. Jacob has grown. You say, I don't see it. Well, he didn't slay him. He didn't grab Leah and just walk away, which I don't think he'd have done anyway, because who in the world would have wanted to... Well, never mind. <laughs> Lord help us, I'm sorry. 
I can just imagine the, the hurt and the disappointment that Jacob felt. Maybe even completely destroyed. Can I tell you, there's always going to be a Laban in your life. Somebody's battling with a Laban tonight. I, I just, we're not here for no reason. Huh? We can take a big swallow right there and say it ain't us. Go through the motions and just keep rolling. I, I guess we could, but why do that? Why don't we lay our Labans down? There's going to be hurt. Look at God's plan there. He, uh, Laban proposes that he wait a week. And that was the week of festive for Leah. And after that week, he, he gives him Rachel, which is wonderful. But he also gives him seven more years of work. Seven more years of work. And what did Jacob do? He worked. He worked, folks. You say, preacher, what does that have to do with our walk? When we get down and we get disappointed and we get distraught and we want to quit and we've even got the choice to quit, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep pushing. Do you realize that there's going, to be, there's going to be ample opportunity always in the Christian walk to give up? Yes. Yes. Oh, you don't think you've got excuses right now? You could find them if you really wanted to. Sure, I got this going on in my life. I got that. God hadn't answered this prayer. I mean, is he, is he really here? Is he listening to me? You could come up with all kinds of things. And can I tell you, the devil loves to whisper in your ear. Yes. And get you down. Hey, why do you think depression is so stronghold on people's life? Why? Because Satan's sitting there saying, You're not good enough. You'll never make it. Hmm? Some of you here tonight's heard that in your ear. Hmm? What I'm telling you tonight is it, is it is a must, folks. It's not a question. Listen, it's not a possibility. It's not a maybe. We must grow as close to God as we possibly can. Because we got to have it. We've got to have it. We will fold every single time if we do not grow. What did he do? Another seven years. Now, how, many, how long is that that he served for Rachel? Fourteen. 14 years. 14 years. And then he's got two wives. And Lord knows, I am not saying that's a good thing. No, that's not a good thing. And then look what happens. Leah, it says Leah's hated. If you translate that out, that means unloved. Leah's unloved. And, of course, how does it feel to be unloved? Switch gears as we close here and think about Leah and how she felt in this situation. Now, we've already laughed about her tonight. Mm. Oh, could you imagine how Leah felt? Hey, whether she was cross-eyed. Huh? 
whether she could see. Maybe she had a twitch of the eye. We don't know. We don't know. But she's a person. She's a person. And can I tell you tonight, we do not put value on life. Almighty God puts value on life. And it doesn't matter what you're born with or how you're born. Hey, hey, listen, God loves you and cares about you. And God has got a plan for your life. It don't matter how ugly you think you are. I was probably the ugliest baby ever born. I know I blossomed. I blossomed, I know it. You can tell me that later. But I was the ugliest of the four. But can I tell you, God loved me then, and God loves me now. I think about how Leah must have felt. Now we know reading on how God closes up the wound of Rachel. He provides through Leah. Can I tell you, you ain't got to worry about watching your back. God will do that for you. You see, we must get it through our heads and through our hearts that God is truly in control, that God truly does have a plan for our lives. (laughs) And folks, it doesn't matter what people think of us. It doesn't really matter what people do to us. As long as what we do pleases the Lord. Amen. Hear me tonight. I, 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 listen, I, I seriously don't know where you, where you are tonight. But I do know this. There's times we don't feel very loved. That's a big gulp right there, ain't it? Because sometimes it feels true. But is it? No, because God loves us. God loves us. And God has a plan for us. So what does God do? Brother Steve, I love the very last verse there of the chapter. Verse 35 says this, And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, and left bearing. How does that chapter end? Talking about the very line of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? So many times we lose track (laughs) that God's plan is much bigger than what we can see. Maybe somebody didn't get that. God's plan is much bigger than what we can see. I think about Ruth. We were just talking about this. I don't know. We all the time talk about Ruth and what that meant. Think about that tonight. Think about the suffering that she went through. Huh? What was so important about that? What line was that? Huh? All the way down to the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? You never know. Listen to me tonight. You never know what you are a part of. Hmm? But if you'll surrender to Almighty God, not only will you see it, but you'll experience it. I wonder tonight where you are. Maybe you're living the life of Jacob. Huh? 
You did everything you were supposed to do. And yet the circumstance didn't turn out like it was supposed to. Or how we think it's supposed to. Huh? I wonder, would you give it to God tonight? You say, what's so important about... Why, why do we talk about giving it to God all the time? Well, that's how we draw closer to Him. Yes. When we give Him all the trials and the troubles and the things that get in our way and, hey, how we are tried and everything. Listen, when we give all that stuff to God, you know what He does? He teaches us. And He draws us closer to Him. Yes. Or maybe tonight you're like Leah. Maybe you don't think you're very valuable at all. I mean, here is Laban. He's got to do two-for-one special just to get rid of her. I mean, t seriously tonight. I mean, we may chuckle about that, but... I mean, isn't that what he did? Tonight, I pray that you realize you are someone special in the eyes of God. And what God says about you is all that matters about you. And I'm a child of God. So you know what? I can be struck down, beat, whatever, talked about, whipped. I mean, huh? I mean, really? Does it change that I'm a child of God? Is it going to hurt? You better believe it is. Life hurts, don't it? Sometimes, you ever heard that saying, love hurts? That's a terrible saying, ain't it? Love or to feel good if it's real love. Yes, it's, that's true. God, God help us to get a hold of Him. To get a hold of Him. Heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. Listen, I, 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 I have no idea what you need tonight. But I know God does. Some of you's got a Laban sitting right in the way. And you feel discouraged. And it may be it just seems like there is no way. You know, God's good at making a way when it seems like there is no way. Maybe you're like Leah tonight. Maybe you ain't think you got much to offer God. Oh, you're special in the eyes of God. I wonder tonight if you could just come down to a man, an old-fashioned altar. Maybe just be real with God. God, I don't feel like much. God, I feel like giving up. God, I feel like a quitter right now. You know, we do have those emotions. And I thank God He can pull us through. Oh, I thank God that He can pull us through. I wonder tonight in these quiet moments, as those have moved to the altar, I wonder, would you come? Man, do you need to come? God, I'm not much, but I'm yours. God, I don't understand. I'm confused. I did everything you asked me to do and it's not working out. God, I don't see a way out of this.
Oh, he can make a way. He can make a way. Would you allow him to? Would you allow him to? Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for how you speak into our lives. God, I thank you how time and time again, God, you use your precious word, God. God, to dig down into our lives and God, show us what we need. God, not only show us what we need, but God, that you can take care of it. God, I pray that we surrender our lives to you. God, we surrender the problems we face, God. God, those that come against us, God, maybe those that say we ain't much, God. God, I pray you remind us who we are in you. God, I pray if there be one here tonight that doesn't even know you, God, that they come. Oh, you're a saving God. God, I thank you for it. Oh, may we come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.